So thank you, Father Barry, for giving me the opportunity to share my meditation today. As you all already know, we are celebrating the Passion Sunday, which is the fifth Sunday of Lent, which comes, of course, just before the Palm Sunday coming next week. So we are starting our meditation on Jesus' passion, the suffering that starts with this controversial debate we just heard in the gospel. And uh, in the coming days, it will be marked by his judgment, his conviction, and his death, which is the sacrifice you reported in the first reading where Jesus offered for our salvation, not any more blood, but he did offer his own life. He did offer his own blood again for our salvation. That's why in the gospel he wanted his opponent understand that he is not a sinner like us. He wanted his opponent to understand that he is the high priest mediator who will die not as a sinner, but he will be dying for the sinners that we are. In the gospel, John is reporting this hated and passionate, very, very passionate debate between Jesus and the Jews, his opponent. So now that his time, the time of his death is approaching, Jesus decided to do something very, very important for him and, of course, for us. He wants to clarify something. He wants to provide his own ID, who he is exactly, giving his ID to his opponent so that they know who they are going to accuse in the coming days, so that they know who they are going to condemn, who they are going to kill. He wanted all this to be clear before his death. On the top of that, Jesus wants his opponent to know that they are going to kill him soon, but when it comes to death, they don't have the same understanding of what death is. They don't have the same view, and he wanted to clarify this again for his opponent and, of course, for all of us. The first thing Jesus underlines is the real natures, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the real nature of his opponent. So he did face them, I believe, with eye contact telling them, 
you were not of God. Just guess those old people, seven years old, 80 or even 90 at the time they used to live long. And this boy of 33, probably 33 years, telling them after serving God from the time they were like young kids like this, now 90 years, a young boy coming telling you, you are not of God. That's unbelievable. But they are unable to catch him at fault. They didn't even answer that first question. So his opponent insulted Jesus by calling him Samaritan and demoniac. Wow. Surprisingly, instead of responding to the insults by insulting them back, Jesus, as the prince of peace, kept calm. He did not respond to their insult, but he referred them to God, the judge of judges, by saying this, I am not possessed by demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glorify myself, but there is one who seeks it. He's referring to God. And he is the judge. So, you have been insulted by your opponents. You choose not to insult them back. What you say, what you're doing is saying God's name. This is making us understand that whenever we face any kind of adversity in our lives, please let us not forget to involve God. Let us not forget to call God's name whenever we are in trouble, whenever we have our daily struggles. Now, Jesus goes to the next step of the debate with another very, very controversial topic, which is death. And he used this what we call double amen by saying, truly, truly, I tell you, truly, truly, he's repeating this word. It's not, it should not be necessary, but in uh, exegete is necessary because he's insisting on one thing, just like God, when he called Moses, facing the burning bush. Moses, Moses, he did so with Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, he did so with Samuel. Samuel, Samuel, not because they were deaf, but he knew that with you as human being, I mean, we have so, we have different distractions, especially today, phone, microphone, tablet, everything, we have problems. Sometimes you may not be able or available to hear God's voice. So he's insisting. Truly, truly, I tell you, 
Whoever obeys my word will never see death. And here where we have what we call in exegete the inclusion. Inclusion is when you have a word at the beginning of a paragraph or any text or an expression like here we have truly truly at the verse 51. You're going to have the same thing truly truly at the verse 58. So from the beginning, we have the expression of the word. And some place down, we have the same. So we put kind of some phrases, some texts, some ideas between those two expressions, meaning all, everything inside is related to the expression. Everything is connected. Everything depends on those two expressions, putting them in the inclusion. Exactly here, it's about saying the truth because those opponents had knowledge. They knew so many things about God, but Jesus is the only, only one who has the truth. That's why he said, truly, truly, I tell you. Talking about death now seems to be the main purpose of Jesus because he knows that he is going to die soon and that his death will bring salvation to the humankind. He knew it. Unfortunately, as expected, this new topic put his opponent even in a more uncomfortable position. Then they started repeating the previous insult on Jesus. His opponent argued by referring to the death of the prophet and Abraham and asking Jesus, who do you think you are? So you can see that thing as now uh, are not okay between Jesus with those who were talking to him. The Lord answered them by again evoking his relationship with his father by saying, I do not seek my own glory, no. It's my father who glorifies me. So Jesus is trying to demonstrate the ignorance of his opponent who pretend on having God as a father. And Jesus keeps telling them who he is through different words and expression. He's giving his idea, unfortunately, they are not able to understand. So, to the, a new insult, Jesus responds with a glorious declaration that relates to his eternal divinity by saying, as again, very, very, or truly, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. And this expression of ego sum, we call it, I am, I am who I am, you will remember, just like I said, Jesus 
I mean, God introduced himself to Moses by saying, I am who I am. And Jesus now is saying that before Abraham was, I am. So he's using the same expression to show that he is God. Because English is your first language, it's not mine. But this sentence should not be correct by saying, before Abraham was, I am. It should be because Abraham, before Abraham was, I was, I, I guess. But he's keeping this everywhere in any uh, translation of the Bible. Keeps this time, present time. We have past, before Abraham was, and we have present, I am. So God is who he is. And exactly this is Jesus. And to telling them that I am God too. And when the gospel, according to John, uses the expression I am in connection to Jesus, the meaning is that Jesus' existence is out of time. Jesus' existence is out of space. That's why sometimes we pray, Lord, can you do this for me? Have you been praying for weeks, for months, for years? God is now responding just because you counting weeks and days and years. God is out of this. Those are human words to help us understand what we're doing, what is coming, and what was before. But God, again, God, today, tomorrow, when, is not God's language. It's our language because of our limitation. And that's something Jesus' opponent didn't know, or they knew, that, but they did not consider this. And referring to Abraham's death helps us and should help Jesus' opponent understand that the death Jesus is talking about is not simply the disappearance of the human body. When Jesus says, whoever obeys my word will never see death, He is referring to the eternal death, the opposite of the eternal life he is bringing to us after his death and the resurrection that we'll be going to celebrate within about two weeks, I don't know exactly. Now, here, sisters and brothers in Christ, like students in class, If the professor teaches things that they don't like, or even maybe it could be possible that they understand, but they don't want to understand, they will be reporting the professor until the school leadership fires the teacher. Exactly what they tried to do. They started picking stones up, to kill Jesus, but he just left because it wasn't his time yet. He knew when the time comes, 
He will be dying for you. He will be dying for us. And then he will let them do what they believe is good. So today, sisters and brothers in Christ, the Holy Text reminded us that Jesus offered the supreme sacrifice for us. He is the mediator between God and us. He is the Son of God. He is God, free from sin. And he died for our salvation. So let us pray the Lord. Father, look at your people trying to make ourselves available to hear your voice. Help us, Father, and touch our hearts for us to be able to listen what you're saying in a daily basis. Help us know and help others know who you are exactly. And let us not only understand that while we are struggling, you always there, but especially you help us to be victorious in our daily fight. May your son Jesus Christ help us all, our families, friends, and everybody who are related to us, receive your peace and the grace coming from you. And today, let us offer you the people from Ukraine suffering for the ego of politicians. Father, you know what you are able to do. So we have faith that in one way or another, you will be helping those people in distress. We have prayed you, Father, in the holy name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.